Hello and welcome to the Pageant Buzz podcast. You are here with your hosts, Kristen and Rebecca. This is a podcast where we talk about glam, glitz, and what life is really like with a crown. This is a podcast for those girls who have inhaled more hairspray than they have oxygen. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Pageant Buzz podcast. You are here with your host, Rebecca and Kristen, and we're doing a book club day and show I'm day. so excited. Or documentary we, day. We've been talking about doing <laughs> book club, Pageant Buzz book club for a really long time. So here's my number one question. Do you prefer actual books in your hand, books on like a device or audiobook? Um, I prefer a book in my hand. I really don't. I don't know if it's just the way like... I can see myself getting towards the end of it, which also seems weird, Mm -hmm. but I think of that sometimes, like, otherwise I'm just blindly scrolling to the next page. Mm -hmm. Now, I'll do an audiobook, but if it's, like, a story, like, if it's not a document, or not documentary, but, like, um, almost like a self-help or something, I have a hard time following it for some reason. Like, I'll get distracted. An audiobook self-help for me doesn't work. So, I... So I definitely like it in my hand. Plus, I really like when I can highlight the things that I like. Yes. And make notes because and stuff. I'll go, I, I go back to like my tried and true ones a lot. Have you always been a reader? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you remember yeah. like as a child, your book that was the one book that be- made you become a reader? So the, I, it was a series. Now I think back to it, like my first memory of me myself reading a book was mm-hmm. the Little House on the Prairie books. Oh, I loved them. And those were, I remember me being very into those. And then like mm-hmm. the Babysitter's Club. Yes. I really did liked you, those. Did you read Nancy Drew? No. Oh, I loved Nancy Drew. Like the original Nancy Drew's. Not there, So there was like a Nancy Drew 2.0 that okay. were more modern versions. And by modern, I mean, like, maybe written in the 70s and 80s. Those oh, were not wow. my I read them. They were not my favorites. I liked the OG that were written around the same time as maybe Boxcar Children. And okay. oh, I read every single one. And oh, that, wow. I, th- I credit Nancy Drew for making me be a reader. Yeah, my mom was always a reader. Like, she always instilled us, has a stack of books on her nightstand. And my so my sister and I both are obsessed with reading. But our mom reads more of these, like, really fluffy, like, mm-hmm. happy books, like, stories. And my sister and I, if it's a for fun book, it's more of a thriller uh-huh. or a suspenseful book. And my mom cannot read those because it'll give her a nightmare. <laughs> So, so my mom sister likes and I, non, your mom likes fiction slash maybe romance. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She loves her romance and my sister and I will swap books, but we can't swap with mom because I've tried to read and there's one book in my whole life that I've started and I couldn't finish because it was so bad and it was a recommendation from her. And I was like, I can't, I can't, I did not finish it. It's sitting on my bookshelf and looking at it with, with disdain. I still hate it. I have a rule that if I cannot get into it by the third chapter, it's not worth my time. Okay, this is a little backstory on Rebecca as a child. We did not have television, cable television growing up at all, and I was homeschooled. So reading and our library card was kind of one of my entertainment. 
things. Like we went to the library at least once a week, if not more than once a week. And I read so much. So I just, I'm obsessed with books. Like I love to read. I read so many books as a kid. I still read a ton. And I just had to set a rule for myself. Like if I don't like it by the third chapter, why waste my time on it? I'm the same way with shows. If I can't really get into a show by the third episode, I'm not going to watch the series. Yeah. Oh, I can walk away from a show. No problem. But I, I do. I cannot walk away from a book. Like if I get into it, I will finish it. And sometimes I like it and sometimes I don't, but I will always finish it except for that one, the only book. And it was I, yeah, terrible. I get it. Sometimes I'm just like, this is not for me. I don't want to read this book and I'm not going to. I have better things to do. So let's start off with our book recommendations and then we'll do TV recommendations. What do you think? Okay. Sounds good. Okay. Tell me your number one book recommendation and I'm going to write yours down so I can read them if I haven't already. Probably one of my favorite, more fluffy self-help ones is called Lucky Bitch, Mm -hmm. a guide for exceptional women to create outrageous success. Now she has another book, Get Rich, Lucky Bitch. I have not read that one. I'm not... I don't think I'm going to, I just won't. It doesn't look appealing to me, but this one that she has, it's basically all about creating your own luck. Everything that she has in here, it's filled with action items, but they're not intimidating action items. There are little things that you can do to help yourself learn to become a, a manifester basically. Okay. But the way she talks to you, it's much more in a way that a friend is going to talk to you. One of my favorite little passages is the truth is that women who let themselves shine and achieve a certain level of success will attract a small amount of negativity. There will always be some smart ass who thinks you're a lucky bitch with no talent. Happens to me all the time. And honestly, it doesn't bother me anymore. It's going to happen if you're unsuccessful and it's going to happen if you're extremely successful. So which situation would you rather be in? Oh, I like that. What's the author's name? Denise Duffield Thomas. And I read this um, during my prep for Mrs. Ohio. So, and she's got all these just like little things. So the year that I won Mrs. Ohio, I changed all my passwords to Mrs. Ohio 2021. Oh, I love that. Manifested it. Yeah, everything. I didn't, I, that, this is the first time I've even said it out loud. But before I was Mrs. Ohio 2021, I literally changed every single password that I had to Mrs. Ohio 2021. That's really special. I love that. I and think that's so, so sm- that's, that's amazing. I changed the background of my phone to my headshot with Mrs. Oklahoma, whatever year, and made yeah. that the background of my phone. Yeah, because I mean, and when they say the manifesting, it's because it really does create an area in your mind where you're always thinking about it. And you take out so much of the negativity because you're just like, no, like this is going to happen. And yes. so much of things that you want to happen, not happening, has a lot to do with you sometimes. Well, I am a lot like your mom, and I love a good romance fiction, but I do have one nonfiction that I okay. have on my list. It is a devotion book. It's called 100 Days to Brave. It's by Annie F. Downs. It's 100 daily, like, readings that you can do over like a little over three months and each day it's probably just maybe three to four pages that you have to read with a little 
like challenge at the end of a way to step into bravery for that day. And I love this book for a pageant prep book. It is a faith-based book, but I recommend it to anyone, whether you are a faith-based person or not, because it is just so important for you to really step into those brave actions that you're going to be taking when you're in pageant prep. So I love 100 Days to Brave by Annie F. Downs as my recommendation from my list. So you pretty much have to commit to every single day. You're going to sit down and read your two to three pages, and then you do the action item, and it helps mm-hmm. you grow within that couple-month period. Exactly. And you can do it over and over and over again. Like, you won't even get tired of it. Like, for one of the examples, like, your challenge is just being thankful that whatever challenges you've been going through that day are preparing you for changes that are ahead which it's, it sort of just puts in perspective, like, okay, yes, I've been going through challenges, but it's preparing me for the changes to come. It, it you know, just mindset shift and you can go through it over and over. Like the hundred days doesn't really end once you're done. I like to go through it at least once a year, just to remind myself and be thankful and present in the moment. Okay. I might have, that might have to be my next one. Cause that sounds really interesting. It really is. I love it. It's She is so funny, the author. She also has a podcast. She's at Enneagram 7. She loves fun. So she's very, very fun and upbeat. And it's not a heavy book at all, but she really puts things into great perspective. I listened to her Enneagram series one year when she did it. Yes. And I, when the two eights, because she'll have on a male and a female. Yep. You know, of each number. And so uh-huh. when the eights came on... And the man was so sympathetic to the woman Uh about her being an eight because he's like, I mean, listen, like, I know I'm intense as an eight, but I'm also a man. And Mm -hmm. he's like, I feel for my female eights because it does not come across loving all the time. (laughs) Yeah. Her podcast, if anybody ever wants to listen, it's called That Sounds Fun. And every year she does a full Enneagram series where she kind of explains what the Enneagram is. I know we we talk about it a lot here on Pageant Buzz, but she explains it. She has experts on, and then she brings on people of each type and just kind of interviews them. So go listen to it. Her podcast is fabulous. You'll love it. Okay. Number two, book from your list. Okay. Chasing Excellence by Ben Bergeron is one of my favorites. I read this one of my other pageant prep books, and I recommend this to everybody, and it's about the wor- training and building the world's fittest athletes. So he's a trainer, a CrossFit trainer, and he trained Katrin Dottestire, I think is how you say her last name. She was a two-time world's fittest woman, and he is truly, from what I've heard in the CrossFit community, just a game-changer coach because he more so coaches mindset Mm-hmm. And then is very particular about process of how you do things. And okay. it's all about being very, very specific and intentional with what you're doing right then and there. So mm-hmm. one of the quotes from the book is, don't think about winning the SEC championship. Don't think about the national championship. Think about what you need to do in this drill, on this play, in this moment. And that's the process. Let's think about what we can do today and the task at hand. So 
that's a quote he pulled from somebody else to kind of help explain what he does with his athletes. But it really helps you, like, even if you're just trying to get in shape or, you know, just trying to be better about the importance of focusing on exactly what you're doing in that moment and nothing else. That's interesting. My son's, he's only nine, but his football coach is a former NFL player. And that is exactly what he's told his, the team every week is we're not thinking about the playoffs. We're thinking about this game and the next play because all that matters is the next play. Because if we don't make the next play, we're not ever going to win the game and we're not ever going to get to the championship or the playoffs. So let's think about the next play. And I mm-hmm. loved that perspective from somebody who's been in the pros. Yeah. And it's really great too, because there's portions in here about his athletes losing Mm-hmm. and kind of how they're supposed to handle it and how he teaches them to handle it. And even, as, and there's no negativity. He does not allow that in his gym. So if somebody complains about something, anything like, oh, it's kind of cold in here. Like you're done. You're done for the day. Like there, you cannot speak a single anything of negativity and you do not complain. I wouldn't make it there because I'm always cold. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like a very, it's a very positive focus training. Oh, and speaking of cold, yeah, he talks about how he took his athletes to this like freezing lake and made them jump in and Mm. swim to one end and back. And he's like, so yeah, the guys were like, yeah, we did it. This is awesome. And then like Katrin's like shivering, sitting there, like she's not saying anything. And he's like, so then I say, okay, do it again. And he's like, and you know what? She did it. He's like, they stood there and just stared at me and she jumped right in and like oh, basically how like he taught her to have that mindset of, that like, mindset okay. of I'll do whatever, no complaining, just go for it. No complaining, just do it. Okay. So the next task is I got to jump back. All right, here I go. Yeah. It's, okay. It's a, it's so good. And it's not super long and it does have a story that kind of goes through it over the course of a year. So it's kind of in the background, always running like a little so bit of the heart kind of still through it. Yeah, so you always want to know, like, oh, what happened? Well, what happened next? My next one is taking a huge left turn. It's okay. the Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. Have you heard of it? Yes, I have. Have you read it? No, I have not read it. Okay, well, they're apparently making this into a movie, so okay. I would suggest read it before the movie. Mm-hmm. That's my personal opinion. Always read the book before the show or the movie. Mm-hmm. I just think the book's always better. It is by Taylor Jenkins Reid. I had heard about it on several podcasts and from friends. And I was like, I don't know if this is a book I'm even interested in. But I read that it was sort of a blend from several true Hollywood actresses from like old Hollywood, like Elizabeth Taylor and um, several other like very legendary stars all kind of mishmashed together. And mm-hmm. I thought, okay, I'll just give it a go because I love old Hollywood. And so I, li- I actually listened to it on Audible and I really liked it. I enjoyed it. It was very interesting. It was, there was a lot of twists and turns, things I wasn't expecting. Um, it was, it was good. I would recommend it. It was a good, it was a good listen. I would also think it was probably a good read, but it was entertaining, light, and very intriguing. You know why I haven't read it? <laughs> I don't like the cover. <laughs> oh. Okay. There's something about that cover. I don't know why. It just never looked good to me. 
Okay. Well, th- think about it as, okay, you know how Elizabeth Taylor had like six husbands? Yes. Okay. Well, basically from what I've read, it's sort of like a hybrid of her story that she couldn't tell mixed with a couple of other like Rita Hayworth and a couple of other famous Hollywood actresses stories all combined into a fictional story. And I think you'll really enjoy just, if you like old Hollywood glam, you're going to love it. Like they, it's a lot about like the old contracts of Hollywood where you worked for a studio and you were under a contract to just do a certain number of pictures a year. You didn't get paid. And the actor or the main character, Evelyn Hugo, obviously she negotiated her first ever standalone contract. So it's a lot about like women kind of stepping up and standing up for themselves, negotiating contracts and getting paid equally to their male counterparts. I just thought it was really cool and empowering Mm -hmm. as far as like actresses and women in general, like getting equal rights. It's been on my list. It's worth it. Do you have an um, Amazon Prime membership? Mm -hmm. It automatically comes with Audible. Do you know that? And you get one download a month with Amazon Prime. Oh, I didn't realize that. So I pay for Audible. Like I get a certain, I get like, I forget. I get a certain amount of like credits a month. Then you should put this one on your, put this one on your audio book list and just listen to it. It's a really good audio. Okay. I'm going to do that then. I'll trust you. Okay. What's your next one? Okay. So this one by far, my all time favorite self-help book. Now I'm also just as a disclaimer, I really enjoy a very intense self-helpy type book, um, especially from a Navy SEAL. So if a Navy SEAL wrote it, I'm probably going to like it. And I like that intensity in that. I like their training. I like everything about all of that. Okay. So I have listened to and read like, I mean, at probably a hundred at this point in my life of these types of books. The best one is Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. This was recommended to me by a friend of mine, Rocky Harrigan. Mm -hmm. And it was when I was doing my pageant prep and she said, the last book you should read right before you know, competition is Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. And I was like, oh, I love books like that. Yeah, that's great. Like, that's the one I'll do then. I'll just, I'll wait and that will be my last book. And oh my gosh, is it just not only inspiring, but motivating. It will make you want to run through a brick wall. Can't Hurt Me, David Goggins. Nobody can stop you. He's very, so, and he starts talking about his story. So he grew up in a very, I mean, like a really horrific, abusive environment. And his mom escaped with him and his brother, moved them to a different town. But then he ended up facing all these other challenges within the town. So he's a black man and he Mm -hmm. gets put into this town that's predominantly white. Mm -hmm. And so that's going to come with a lot of challenges. So he kind of talks about that a little bit. And then he talks about the moment where he really looked at himself in the mirror And was like, you know what? Like, I'm done being a victim. I'm done making Mm -hmm. excuses. I'm taking accountability for everything. He goes on to become a Navy SEAL. He's all about the fact that you can will yourself to do anything that you want. And basically, if you go through anything that's really hard in life, you better just embrace the suck 
and learn from it. <laughs> like he is okay. just, he does not feel bad for anybody because he's like, okay. absolutely not. Like I got myself out of that. I turned my life around. You can too. Like, is it fair? It's not fair. Yeah. You think my life was fair. My life wasn't fair. Like he mm-hmm. is very intense about okay. that and does not feel bad for anybody. Now, granted, there are obviously some situations you absolutely should, but from his standpoint of, you know, what he did, mm-hmm. he, and he's kind of just explains, okay, like this is where you get to the point of taking accountability for everything and pushing yourself to being better. And this is how you take something and you learn from it and you're not a victim from it. And you are now a better person because of it. Now he also does really stupid stuff. Like he talks about when he ran a marathon and he's like, yeah, I didn't really think about it. You know, I didn't bring any water and I just brought a sleeve of Ritz cracker. (laughs) Now he did it. He like, oh or, or no, it was, it, it was a 24 hour race. I think that's what it was. And you had no to run water. a certain amount of, yeah. Ritz oh, he's just like, he went into kidney failure. Like, oh, wow. but he's like, but I finished and I, and I did this. Like, he's all about like pushing through the pain and it's like, okay, well, I mean, maybe don't do that stuff. Like, don't maybe do the dumb plan stuff. Better. Maybe plan yes. better, but also like push yourself. Basically, when your mind tells you you're done, your body's only about 40% there. So basically, here's what I'm getting out of your books. Don't complain. Just keep going. <laughs> yeah. Just never stop. <laughs> just, okay. Just never, ever stop and be really intense all the time, which I know coming from an eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're right on track. Okay. Well, again, very much switching gears. My very last book recommendation for today is not just one book. It's a whole series. It's the Winston Brothers series by Penny Reed. There are seven of them that I've found so far. And I'm just so in love with these books. They are sweet books, but also a little romance in there too. But they're smart. So it's based on a family who has seven siblings. And each book focuses sort of, it's almost a little bit like Bridgerton, but set in r- rural Tennessee. And they, it's like each book follows a different brother's love story. And they're so fun and smart. And each guy in the family like has a different sort of job that's really interesting or the woman that they're dating is really, has an interesting job, like an FBI agent or a um, super intense artist or just really interesting things that you also learn a lot about outside things besides just the romance part. Like you, one of the brothers is a park ranger and, you know, things that you just don't necessarily know about in your day-to-day life. And I like learning when I'm reading. So I'm loving these Winston Brothers series by Penny Reed. I'm on number five. Those two sound good. I They're do. just I- fun, lighthearted and you know me, I live my life at an intensity of a 200%. So I need a checkout sometimes. And books for me are my escape. Okay. So if you, all right, I didn't have this on my list, but it made me think of it. If you ever do want something that's a very beautiful story that you're going to, that you can learn from, but it's, it's, 
the story's not real. It's based off of just things that most likely happened during this time period is the girls in stilt houses. And it's during prohibition down Mm -hmm. in Mississippi. I'm pretty sure is where it is. And it's these, I mean, it's these really poor people who live in these stilt house homes Mm -hmm. and it's these two girls whose paths cross and they end up helping each other just throughout life's challenges and some really crazy things happens to the one and, you know, the other one's always there for her and, but they shouldn't be friends because one's white and one's black. And so back then that was not really, you know, looked at in a good light. So it's all about those kind of things of how they're friendly But at the same time, you know, one of the girls is not, but then how they come out of it in the end, it's a beautiful story and it's historically accurate in the fact that it's told in a way that it definitely could have happened. Okay. I'll, I'll add that to my next, after I finish my series, I'll go to that next. It has some intensity in it, but there's a sweetness This one has my heart right now because it's so like these books, oh, they're just so sweet. I love, I love a good romance fiction where it just is like sweet and I don't know. And I'm also learning about new industries and careers. Okay, you think I just like to, to be stressed. Uh, no, that doesn't just, stress me out though. I don't know. I don't think you, I don't think you like to be stressed. I don't think it adds stress to your life. Okay. I just have to have something that lets me breathe because I live my life constantly at a ten stress level like mentally like my brain doesn't ever stop so the only way I can kind of get a little bit of an escape is to either watch something that is very light or read something that's very light gotcha okay but I I also love a good self-help I just sometimes have to do an escape makes me feel productive tell me what are you watching right now I do watch love is blind and actually so this will come out tomorrow so the um, season finale is out. It's on Netflix. I do like that kind of thing, but I've really limited my TV stuff just because I've been trying to take out anything that adds drama to mm-hmm. my life. So I stopped watching Housewives, even though I love the Housewives. I've stopped watching a lot of different stuff like that, but I do like Love is Blind. It's on Netflix. And have you, you know, you haven't watched I think we've talked nope. about this before. I haven't watched Love is Blind. Okay, so what happens is it's hosted by Nick and Vanessa Lachey, and these they take these singles and they're shout out to former Miss Teen USA Vanessa Manila. I always forget that she was that. I mean, this is a pageant podcast. We should probably acknowledge. Well, I have another pageant shout out later. You'll see. Okay, Okay. she. So you take the singles and they all go into these pods, and it's speed dating, but you can't see each other. And then you kind of start to write down, like, who you like, and then you get to, like, visit each other in these pods. And so you just continue this relationship with this person. I think it's only for a week. Okay. But it's, you do not see them. You're not supposed to talk about looks. You're not supposed to talk about anything like that. And then they have a big reveal. And you see, like, and these people fall in love. Like, in a week? Yeah. Like, because they're just, I mean, it is like, that's all they do. It's like sit. immersive. Yes. It's like, tw- like hours a day of talking. Mm-hmm. And okay. so basically if a proposal happens. After a week. Love- 
Uh-huh. They get yeah. engaged after one week. See, you have to watch this show because when you this watch like it, it doesn't seem weird. Steroids. And so they propose and then they see each other after the guy has proposed. Mm. And then they have to go out into the world for, I think it's like four weeks. Mm-hmm. And they kind of, they go on a honeymoon and then they kind of see like, okay, like. Wait, did they get married like immediately? No. Oh, okay. No, that's where like they have to decide. So it's, they date each other and act like an engaged couple until their wedding day. So they plan the wedding, they buy a dress. I mean like the whole ordeal. And then at the altar, because they separate them um, 48 hours or 24 hours before the wedding Mm -hmm. and they can't talk to each other. So then that obviously gives plenty of time. Do they have time to talk to their friends and family? Yes, you get to do okay. that once you're out in the once you're out in the real like, world. It's like, do normal. they have time to consult with like outside influences, like someone to be like, "Hey, this is a good or bad idea." Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, so it's like normal life. Like they show them meeting the parents and meeting the friends and all okay. that stuff, so they can kind of see like, okay, how is this person outside of the pods? Okay, and they get an idea of that, and then at the altar, that's when they say like. You know, yes or no to each other. And there is some very intense interactions mm-hmm. where maybe okay. someone thinks, oh, I think we're good. Like, they're definitely going to say yes. And then they don't. <gasps> oh, sounds exciting. But then there's sometimes where they do and you're just like, yay, love. It's amazing. <laughs> I wonder who and they created get married. The, who created the like premise for the show. It sounds very exciting. Well, you haven't watched it, so you don't know. So you should. Well, everything we're talking about is so opposite. I'm going to recommend a very intense documentary called oh, The Vow. Gosh. It's on HBO Max. It is about the cult Nexium, <laughs> which I'm not sure if you're familiar with. But there's mm-hmm. also um, several podcasts out there about Nexium, including a podcast that I'm obsessed with called A Little Bit Culty by two people who've left Nexium and were sort of the exposers I guess of Nexium that are married they met in the cult and they're still married so there you go there's your love connection (laughs) (laughs) um and they're still happily married and they left together but Sarah the um wife of this couple she was part of this like sect part of the Nexium group called DOS and that was sort of the part that got exposed and was the branding and all of that if you've ever heard of that Mm -hmm. story but the vow has two different series out now the season two is releasing currently I think there's three episodes out so far for part two and it's following the actual trial of Keith Ranieri and it's just really interesting I am really into learning about cults I know that sounds so weird but I love true crime, learning about it. I don't love doing it. I love learning about it. I don't, I always feel so weird to be like, I love true crime. I don't love true crime. I love learning about why people do the things they do and the mindset of cult leaders and those kinds of things. So The Vow is a documentary I would recommend. Okay. It's well, not you'll... light. It's not happy. It is not fun, <laughs> but it is really interesting. And I love hearing the perspective of those people who've left and getting to hear their lives now 
on the other side. Well, I know you like true crime, so I do have a true crime podcast on here. Okay. Um, it's called True Crime Obsessed. Have you heard of oh, it? I, I listened to that one. Okay. That would be my recommendation. I love Patrick and Jillian. They host the Me show. Too. They're so and, funny. And they pretty much just recap. Isn't Patrick so funny? I, yeah. We've never talked about this together. Patrick cracks me up. Yeah, it's a, he, he is amazing. The, they're, the way they speak to each other, because she is pretty level-headed and, like, you know, he's is always kind of got her, oh, my gosh. And, yeah, he's always, like, level 10. Or, like, sometimes he'll just start screaming. Like, he's like, I don't know <laughs> if you know this, but they, Patrick also hosts a separate podcast that is Disappeared Something. I can't think of what it's called, like Obsessed with Disappeared, I think. Yes. Yes. And um, that one is also hilarious. It's not Jillian that's the podcast co-host. It's a different lady, but that one is also so funny. Okay. I listened to it. I mean, not funny about, it's not funny with the content. Again, let me say the content is horrible. It's people who are missing, but it's funny the way that they interact with each other. No, they're very respectful. Of- <laughs> yes, I, I'm never trying to downplay that these crimes and these horrible things have happened. That's not what's funny. It's just fun to listen to the way that they interact with each other because they're friends forever. They're like Broadway people who've known each other in New York in the Broadway scene forever. And so they just are hilarious together. I can't listen to that one. Something about that one wakes me out because there's no end. There's no resolution. With the disappeared. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, oh, well. But so... I love it that they bring awareness to those cases so that people can be on the lookout if they happen to interact with any of those people. Which is true. I I have a hard time with that one. Something about that one, like, gives, like, it just, like, it sends a chill up my spine. I know. I don't like Unsolved Mysteries as much. Okay. Mm-hmm. What I want, another show that Dustin and I were really into is The Patient on Hulu. It stars <gasps> Steve Carell. Have you watched okay. it? Yes. I had to think about what it was for a second. Yes. Okay. Okay. This is Steve Carell in an absolute, totally different role than The Office or anything funny. He is not funny in the show. It is a very dramatic role. He is a psychologist who um, is a like, therapist who is working with a patient who actually takes him. This is not a spoiler alert. And they have... The whole show is like basically set with him being captive of the patient that he was the therapist of. And it is really intense, but it's super interesting. Every episode just is, it's not fast. It's not a fast paced show, but it is a mind going show. Like it makes you think a lot. Now, in that one, all the episodes are out. So you can binge that one, yes. but it wasn't like that at first. No, it came out one episode a week and it was so hard at we are in the worst culture right now where we were so used to getting like whole seasons at a time Mm -hmm. and this show did not come out that way and oh I was dying each week I'd be like well that was pointless now what am I going to do for the next week like I have I said I don't I don't know anything more than I knew last week when I started this show but you do know more it just it doesn't have like a lot that happens each week um, as far as like big things happening, just a lot of tiny mental things happen each week, but it's a good show. I would definitely recommend watching that one. If you're into kind of that mental type show, 
where you want to think about people. thriller. Yes, getting in people's heads. Hey, did you, in, are you done with it? Did you watch the whole thing? We're finished. We're done. I don't want to talk about the ending, but yeah, we're done. I just want to know, did you like the ending or appreciate it or no? I did. I appreciated the end. Oh, I didn't, but okay. I think... I think it was a good ending because it was, there was some good resolve. So if you've watched it and you don't agree with Rebecca and you agree with me, you should say something on our Instagram. <laughs> I think it, I, I do think it could have ended several different ways, but it I really, liked... I know that's what was so hard about watching mm-hmm. it because you really didn't know what was yeah. going to happen. But I did like certain parts of the ending. Like I don't, I, again, I can't spoil it. So we'll yeah. talk about it offline and I'll tell you the parts I liked. I do have one more really fun lighthearted recommendation because like my books I have to have one escapist show I hope it's the same one that I'm thinking you're gonna say because if it's not you've already said that you had had to cut the show out of your life but I will never be able to it's Real Housewives of Orange uh not not Orange County it's Real Housewives of Beverly Hills I will never be able to cut it out it is my guilty pleasure I'm obsessed with Real Housewives of Beverly Hills I'm so deep into it all the Rena drama all the Kyle Richards Richards sister drama I'm just into it I know I can't watch it I get too into it and Matt gets all weird about it he's like you are not a real housewife I'm like I know and we're like (laughs) I start I started referring to them by like first name like I'd be like oh my gosh Matt you'll never believe what Kyle said and he'd Mm. be like who I'd be like Kyle you'll never believe what she just said to Lisa and it was oh, so rude. Like, I would get all wound up about it. He's like, are you referring to the TV? Like, the people on the TV? <laughs> well, that, I also have to take a little credit for making you stop watching dramatic shows. Because that was my recommendation. I know. Because I also was getting not involved in the drama. But, like, you were just taking was... on the drama. that You were empathizing too much with it, I think. Yes. Okay. Thank you. I don't know if I've ever heard it described that way. Yes, I was. I was like very much empathizing with some drama happening in our neighborhood. And it was just like, it was affecting you emotionally because you are such an empathetic heart. It was just like, I can't. And you're like, you know what? That's because you don't need that in your life and you should probably cut it out. And I really took it to her. What's your show you thought I was going to say? Juicy Scoop. Oh, 100%. I I didn't put podcast on my list, but Juicy Scoop is my must-have ride-or-die podcast. I mean, of course, we love ours, but I I will never miss an episode of Juicy Scoop. Because she – so Heather McDonald, she's a comedian, and so she's really – one, she's really funny, but she just covers, like, pop culture news and true crime news, and she'll have fun guests on, and it is – Kind of like you said, it's never a stressful one. It's a fun one. You uh-huh. leave it feeling like, oh, that was so Just, good. And you, I laugh out loud so much. Yeah, she is absolutely hilarious. My favorites are when she has her friend Fortune Feimster on. Those are mm-hmm. my number one favorite episodes. Number two favorite episodes are when she has, um, what is his name, Chris something? Frangiola. Chris Frangiola. Frangiola. Yes, Chris Frangiola is my Second favorite, and then I also love Sarah Colonna. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they feed I, off. Like, of, they all feed off each other so well. Any of the three of them are on. I are, I always know it's going to be a great episode. Mm-hmm. But Fortune, when she when they do like improv back and forth, and the different <laughs> characters, especially whenever Fortune is um, 
the princess's sister. I can't think Meghan of what. Markle's or, sister. But I, she has a name. I can't think of what her name is. But my, yes, when she's Meghan Markle's sister, I, I I know she has a name. I just can't think of Meghan Markle's sister's name. It's so funny when she's always like, could I just get like a plate or like a cup? <laughs> yeah, she's like, I know you got com- some candlesticks you're not using. <laughs> yes. Can you just give me some of that china? <laughs> Oh my god! Oh I love it. And she's like, ring, ring, ring. It's so funny. Like the way that they like call each other is just hilarious. I love it. It's really good. So I'm glad we got to talk about that one because that is probably our favorite. And we text about Juicy Scoop like every single week, at least twice a week, because it comes out twice a week. Did you see yeah. the update by the way about the episode? They fixed yes. It. It- she Heather McDonald accidentally uploaded her episode as a subscription based and people freaked out because they're like including Kristen immediately you were like did you see that this is a subscription only episode what is happening and then immediately after I got the thing that was like I'm so sorry it shouldn't have happened (laughs) from from Heather McDonald on Patreon I was like okay I feel better well yeah because even it wasn't even on her Patreon no and so it was like a a total total accident and I was like wait a second so is it so you have to pay you pay for patreon to do those episodes and then you pay for your apple subscription I was like that's yeah I do not not want to pay for both but I love paying for the patreon because it's like behind the wall like it's it's her inside thoughts and it's worth it (laughs) it's funny it's so funny what she says on the patreon Oh my gosh. Well, do you have a Chris's question or are you talked out? No, I want to ask a question. Here's my question. Ready? Because we did a book episode. If your life was written into a book, what would the title be and why? How to be amazing and successful and make your husband love you so much by Kristen Houchin. Okay. I don't think that needs an explanation. That's me manifesting that I'm amazing and successful and, and that already that, does love you so much. And that my husband loves me and that, you know, when some, if someone's going to write a book about my life, that that's, that's what it's going to be. So I'm just manifesting how my life's going to turn out. <laughs> I prefer that title to the seven husbands of Kristen Houchin. Oh my gosh. I couldn't. That sound, <laughs> I've already told Matt. I'm like, I mean, listen, well, first of all, I told him after I, I got my name changed, because I don't know about you, but I had to go it was to such the, a, an effort. Yeah, I had to go to the social security office and that was not fun. And it smelled like smoke and dead dreams. It was an and effort, for sure. It was, so, I waited hour, like it was such a thing that when I left, I called him and I said, I just need you to know that I'm a Houchin forever. And if we get divorced or anything happens, or if somehow I get remarried I was like I'm not changing my name this is it this is me so I'm just warning you and he's like it was that bad and I was like yes it was yeah we're you're stuck you're done you're Houchin for through and through if he leaves me for another woman and she's the new Mrs. Houchin I I'm, I'm gonna be like listen I get it but I'm Mrs. Houchin forever I'm the OG. and I'm not sorry about it that's right <laughs> All right. Well, I hope that everybody loves our book recommendations. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at pageantbuzzpod. And as Rebecca always says, don't forget to sparkle.
We are currently booking our next guest, so follow us on Instagram at pageantbuzzpod and send us a DM if you'd like to be a guest on our podcast. Oh my gosh, this app is so awesome. Yeah, that's like the easiest thing ever, especially when we're trying to have a guest on. I know, we just send them the link, easy peasy, edit it right here within the app, upload it, done. You know, and it's free. We don't have to have any kind of minimum listenership. We literally just jump on, record our podcast. We can edit it right in the app. We can send links to our guests and then we upload it. And it goes all the way out to all the different places where you can listen to podcasts. Anchor really is so easy to use. 